What's up, everybody? It's your boy. <laughs> it's your boy Charlemagne the God. No, it's not. DJ NBA <laughs> Charlemagne the God. This is the Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. No, it's not. <laughs> this is totally not. The, this is the Dinner Club. This is the Huddle. And wow, episode three. Episode three, man. We're here. We're doing stuff. Yeah. We're doing serious things. Um, I'm gonna be real with y'all. This topic is. Um, very good, very interesting, and I really don't know how this episode is going to go because I didn't take any real notes, so it's all coming from the heart today. Yeah, off the record, man. Off the record. Those are the best good. conversations. I mean, yeah, those are the real authentic conversations, and that's what we strive to do here with The Huddle. But we want to take this time to welcome you. If this is your first time listening, first of all, go ahead and give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe if you're listening on SoundCloud, if you're listening on Apple Music, and if we're even there, because they're taking a long time approving us. Um, go ahead and subscribe and share with a friend. Um, we are having the hard conversations that what? That everybody needs, but nobody wants to have. Nobody wants to have. Yeah, they don't want to have. And uh, before we get into that, you know our first segment. It's just simply hear me out. So, bro, what's going on with you? Which one me hear you out about? Oh, man. Let's see. I mean, there's a lot going on. Um, just hear me out about this quarantine, man. I'm, I'm about ready for things to... Actually, no, I'm not. I'm sure. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say I was ready for things to, to start opening back up, but I'm lying. Um, is that wrong? I don't know. No, it's not. I Honestly, just don't want to get lazy. I do want to work, though. I will say that. Hear me out on this. Um, I'm chilling, but there's an... There's a there's a desire to go back to work to do something with my hands, and I guess we're kind of doing it now, but you know, doing the podcast the podcast stuff. So that's helping, but I physically want to get my body moving, like get my hands dirty, and, and go to work doing some stuff. So yeah, I I totally agree with that. It's weird not having too much to do. I mean, yeah, we have the podcast, but I feel like also the conversations get better when you're actually like. Not that we're not participating in life, but when you're engaging with more people and with this social distancing, it's kind of hard. I mean, I, I like sitting at the house and chilling, but that gets old really quick. It so. does, man. But you know what I think happened? I think that this quarantine, it's quarantine time, gosh, I'm tongue-tied, man. I can't even talk anymore. I've been in the house a I know. It's crazy. But I think this time of social distancing has given people the opportunity to really just sit and think about the conversations they need to have. You know what I mean? That's true. That's very true. Um, this is, for me personally, I can say, like, um, I've learned a lot about myself in this mm -hmm. quarantine. It's, it's like when you get quiet and you start sitting with yourself, you just learn a lot. You'd be like, dang, I do this or I say this. Mm -hmm. I'm reading a lot, um, certainly being creative, you know, with this avenue or whatever. But um, it's true. It's, it does bring up, like, a, a certain innate desire to have a conversation that needs to be had, which is not always easy. It's not easy. Most of the time, they're hard. Most of the time, you have to face the facts. You have to face the truth. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the one of the things about some conversations is they're not always pretty. Like no, they're said. not. No, they're not. And sometimes you have a conversation, and sometimes you have confrontation. Confrontation. Mm. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a hard topic. You want to talk about it? Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> Confrontation is something that a lot of people try to avoid, um, but it's inevitable. And I think that the real conversation or the real strategy or the, the thing is you need strategy for confrontation. You have to know how to confront confrontation. 
A lot of people try to skate around it or act like it doesn't exist. And in my experience, that only makes things worse. Mm -hmm. So what do you say to the person that, first of all, wants to act like it doesn't exist? How do you get a person to actually come to the realization that there is confrontation that needs to be dealt with? Um, I think you have to look at who the confrontation is coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this a person that you're in a relationship with? Is this a person that you care about? Is, Is this a person that cares about you? Um, and I think we can think about those things. It brings you peace in knowing that although there is confrontation, um, there's also the potential for a renewed relationship or a clearer understanding on whatever um, is being brought up in the moment. So I, let me say this too. I think that people run from confrontation out of fear. Um, right. Fear of losing someone or um, it going south or whatever. But based on the definition of what confrontation is, it's already gone south. Mm-hmm. The reason confrontation is happening is because there was a conversation that didn't happen mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. So now they have to confront you and almost put you in a corner just to have a conversation. And um, I think for the people who are running from confrontation, just go back and think about the person that is confronting you. Right. You know, do they love you? Do you love them? Right. Um, when it comes to the bottom of things is there two people who care about each other? Right. And the issue is the only thing in the way of the relationship. Right. Yeah. It's, it's um, you know, anytime I see, like you're saying, people running from confrontation, I think there is a fear of losing the relationship. Um, I've heard it said once before, like, you really aren't friends until you have an issue. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because I've had friends that I've been cool with for years and we've never had, like, some big confrontation. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like it, it could happen. Right. Um. But the quickest way to handle it is to deal with it. I mean, for me, what frustrates me more is when I know that there's an issue or something that needs to be talked about, Mm -hmm. and there's just this constant beating around the bush or skating around something that if we address, we'd both be better off. Yeah. You know, and not necessarily saying that addressing it means we can't be friends, but I can be a better friend if I, like, I guess what I'm saying is we really aren't friends if we can't go there. Like, if there's an issue and we can't talk about it, then we really aren't friends, or there's some unspoken fear that, you know, if we talk about it, we'll have to separate, you know, mm-hmm. it's just weird. Yeah. And that's why I said, go back to the person that is confronting you. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you love them, they're your friend, mm-hmm. then you know that what they're confronting you about, they just are passionate about, or they, they know will make your relationship better if you can get past it. Right. You know, it's not to end the relationship. My thing is if somebody's still confronting you about something, they still care about you in the relationship. Right. Because I know me personally, and this is not right but if I'm done with somebody I'm done I'm right. not talking to you about it I don't care how mm-hmm. you feel about it I'm just done mm-hmm. you know there's not going to be another conversation mm-hmm. but if I'm confronting stuff that means I still want to be in a relationship with you mm-hmm. um, I still care about you and I want you to understand how I feel exactly you know what I mean? and we looked it up earlier today let me see we looked up confrontation so we can like have the clear understanding I don't know why I put a password on my phone it's just never going to work out <laughs> You ever, like, not know the password that you put on your phone? All the time, man. <laughs> okay, so confrontation. It says a hostile or argument of meeting or situation between opposing parties. Now, like, this is where I say confronting confrontation is important because you already feel some type of way about each other. Mm-hmm. The way that I have learned to best handle confrontation is to go in with the mindset of trying to understand the other person versus just trying to prove my point. Mm. 
because like if if two mutual people come in with the understanding or with the desire to understand each other, then it minimizes the argument and right. it lessens the tension. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like absolutely. if I if I truly want to understand where you're coming from and you truly understand want to understand where I'm coming from, then mm-hmm. we really aren't. It's not as bad as we made it seem this whole time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I think at the root of everything, once you get past the emotions of confrontation, because what did it say? Um, uh, ang- did it have anger in there? I can't. Remember. It did. Like I remember when we when we looked it up. It did. There was another um, definition. It, it said like anger. Anger. It had so, anger in there. Yeah. Yeah. Just what I mean with that is just when you get past the emotion mm-hmm. of everything, then you can get to the root of the issue. Mm-hmm. And I know in situations I've been in, when you get to the root of the issue. Most of the time, it's just two people who are hurting. Right. Two people who have been through something and they're trying to work it out. They're trying to figure out how mm-hmm. they can continue to go on through life. And sometimes you hurt people while you're trying to figure out yourself. Exactly. And um, I know in, I've been in situations where, you know, someone might have hurt me, but I learned more about their situation and it made it less about me and more about them. Mm-hmm. You know, and they grew up this certain way and so that's how they handle conflict or that's how their dad treated them when they were young Mm -hmm. so that's how they see is effective to Mm -hmm. get your point across or or whatever and so it was never really me that they were attacking it's just how they were dealing with what they were dealing with Mm -hmm. you know and um, after you get past the emotion of feeling a certain way you can see it for what it really is and um, and really just help each other right so yeah. And and it's, you know, and I and I think that this is an important conversation because there's a lot of people who like might listen and and really know that they have an issue with somebody or they or you might have to make a decision that you know like let's be honest, sometimes confrontation does lead to separation. Mm-hmm. Like and and it sucks. One of the first lessons that I learned even with doing this KOC is that like as a leader, you can't avoid confrontation because if you don't handle it while it's small, it just blows up to become some big thing and it affects other people involved so like when I first started there were some people that I went into this with that I knew that we probably would not work well together so Mm -hmm. the confrontation was just we had two different working styles and so because of that we had to part ways Mm -hmm. but that's not always bad because if you're staying in relationship with someone who there where there is an issue you're already not your best self Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we stay in business with someone who's not a great business partner or in ministry with someone who's not really good, there's all, we're already not presenting our best selves. Mm-hmm. You know, two people... You ever go into a room and you can tell, like, two people have something against each other, but they didn't have a conversation, and oh, it's just yeah. really awkward, and you're yeah. like, do y'all, like, need to talk, or do I need to leave? <laughs> or, like, y'all... Something happened. Yeah. You can just feel the spirit of the room is off. Like, talk. Have, have a conversation. It really mm-hmm. is weird. Yeah, I... I hate to say I've been a part of many groups like that, mm-hmm. and it just makes it makes it worse for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, because what you think is invisible, everybody can see. It's it's just on you. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say I've even been a part of some situations. Um, I mean, I have a per- like a personal testimony of someone having an issue with me mm-hmm. that I was not aware of. Mm-hmm. Someone felt a certain way about, I guess, something I was doing, and it made the room awkward. You know, and I didn't know, but mm-hmm. it got to a point where everyone else could see it. And so we had to confront whatever the issue was. Yeah. And um, when we got to the point where uh, said person was able to voice whatever they were feeling, um, I think we got to 
a resolution, kind of, sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think we can kind of go off on a tangent here and maybe take a turn. But what I did in that situation, because I didn't feel that I was in the wrong, um, like you said, I tried to understand where they were coming from. Yeah. And then I just came back with, well, how can I be better in this for you? Mm-hmm. And let me say this. Um, I don't think you should confront anyone unless you have a solution. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. If somebody is upsetting you about the way that they're doing something or whatever the case is, if you don't have a solution of how they could better it, I don't think you should be in a position to confront them about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because in that situation, I was like, okay, cool. I was not aware that I made you feel that way. What can I do to make it better? And there Mm -hmm. was nothing. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, I'm in a place where, well, how can I grow here? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't know um, what I could do to make it better, how will I know how to not offend you again? Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think with confrontation, um, as you grow in maturity, you learn, you know what you want, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I think as you go along and you just ask questions and you hear each other out, you'll see that some of the issues we have with other people are just internal issues we have with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, I think sometimes w- with that specific situation, it was more of a um, control. Mm-hmm. Um this person had to realize that they were trying to control me Mm -hmm. and it's hard to vocalize I want to control you Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying what can I do to do this better Mm -hmm. well your answer is gonna just explain that you want to control me Mm -hmm. it's like oh okay let me control but all that to say you you knowing the the um, solution will reveal your heart Mm -hmm. because I have to ask myself questions sometimes if I have an issue with somebody and they heard me all the way out. They were like, I understand. I didn't mean to hurt you in that way. What can I do? If I don't have an answer for them, mm-hmm. then it's a it's an issue with my heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Either I was trying to control them or I was manipulating them or I had plans for them mm-hmm. that they were unaware of. Mm. That's so. really good. And you said something like, if you don't have a solution, you know, don't say anything if you don't have a solution. A lot of confrontation is really self-confrontation. Mm-hmm. Like you're mad. And so how do you confront yourself? Like, anytime I have an issue with something, the first thing I now ask myself is, do I have a right to be mad? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, do I have a right to actually be upset or to be offended? Like, and why am I offended? Like, voicing those things out and counseling yourself. Because a lot of times, more than more than most, it could be us. Mm-hmm. We could be the ones that, like, if you just be honest with yourself and say, oh, maybe I do want to control them or maybe I did have plans for them or I had unspoken expectations and that which is dangerous I had unspoken expectations I expected them to be able to read my mind Mm. and after reading my mind operating those things because even though I never said it they were just supposed to know my mind and that's not fair it's really not fair and so like a lot of the confrontation honestly could come from yourself Mm. but like if you do have a problem with other people um, one of the things that I try to do um, now, and I keep saying now because I was not operating like this a while ago, but one of the things that I try to do now is um, still keep the lines of communication open. Mm-hmm. Like I never want to have an issue with someone, even if we part ways, the lines of communication can be open. The lines of us um, working together might be closed or, or doing certain things might be closed, but we can always communicate. Like I never want to end something you never want to be in a position where you have confrontation with someone 
and God forbid they leave the earth and you have to live with the pain of how you treated them the last time you talked mm -hmm. or the last thing you said to them wasn't kind or something. Mm -hmm. And so like when you're confronting this conf confrontation, you know, yes, of course, be honest, mm -hmm. but but never seek to beat a person down. Always seek for that understanding. And I found that when I was searching to understand that person, it was easier for me to keep the lines of communication open because mm -hmm. after understanding them, I knew that it wasn't intentional. You know, because yeah. sometimes I think we go into confrontation thinking that the other person intentionally did something. And that's not the case. And honestly, even if someone intentionally did a specific thing, that's still not like there's still an underlining issue there. Like, why would you intentionally hurt someone? Because you're hurting. Right. Like they always say, hurt people, hurt people. So it's just like for me, keeping the lines of communication open and just and just trying to 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 keep the peace, really. Mm hmm. Yeah, speaking about keeping the peace, um, just to give us some scripture, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, it says, Work at living in peace with everyone, mm -hmm. and work at, a, at living a holy life, for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. And 15 says, Look after each other, so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out so that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. And I'm glad that we chose you know those two verses, because... Grace is a thing that we often lose sight of when we get hurt. Mm -hmm. um, as far as like giving it to the perpetrator, the, per the person that hurt us. Right. Um, but this says work at living in peace. And I think, like you said, when you try to understand people, you're working for that peace. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not so much just focusing on how you were hurt. Um, and when you understand people, I think you can give grace. Mm -hmm. um, there have been many times where like people would do dumb stuff if I'm being real with you like right. it was just dumb to me and I just I would feel like I don't have time for that you know but um, what? I was laughing at Abe I oh, set my Carmex down sorry I thought this was you know <laughs> off the record we could be real but like people just do dumb stuff man yeah but what I find out like a deeper um, just more about them or, right. or how they came up I was able to give them grace like man I can't tell you how many times I don't want to say how many times. There's a handful of times where I would have a certain opinion about someone, mm -hmm. the way that they did things. Mm -hmm. And then I would go to their house and their house reflected how they did. <laughs> no, we have Abe here who is... I'm talking about when I was young. This is my high school years. Um, being a distraction. <laughs> I would go over to their house and their house reflected what I was seeing. Um, so if I'm being... I'm going to just be real. Okay. So there was um, a friend I had that didn't care like about anything ever. And the house was in but, that. Yeah, the house was <laughs> like, oh, they don't care about anything either, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's just I could not blame because that's how he grew up, mm -hmm. you know, and it helped me understand him, you know, and and mm -hmm. and I not just judge him based off of what I saw on the outside, mm -hmm. but I was like, okay, that's how he grew up. Like, this is normal to mm -hmm. him, you know? And um, I was able to give him grace, like not in a judgmental way, you know, but it right. just helped me understand him. And God is, I don't know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I have been able to like lay my life down in, in different ways. And like, honestly, I don't want to say like <laughs> be a slouch too, but when I, I just remember being there and like just kind of, not following like, the lead of what was yeah, yeah I was okay. just like you know I'm gonna him. be what yeah. you need right now like, <laughs> I remember he had a bunk bed 
Mm-hmm. And there was like everything on it. I was like, you know what, Bobby, man, I'll just lay back. Like, yeah, and put everything you know, Roach calling me or Roach calling me. But yeah. Hey, I'm just kidding. Nah, Roach calling yeah, me all the time. We're not doing that. Anyway, just understanding that helped me. Um, so, <clears throat> my, okay, here's my thing with the scriptures. And I know somebody's going to say I'm wrong, and this could be a piece of flesh, but this is where I am today. All right. So the Bible says, you know, work at keeping and living in peace. Mm -hmm. How close do we got to (laughs) live? Do we have to be neighbors (laughs) to keep the peace? How close do we? Because I'm going to be honest with you. There are some, some of us got family who, in order for the peace to remain, we can't be that close. Mm -hmm. The Bible says work at living, but how close do we have to live? You alive, I'm alive. We don't got to be neighbors. But so how close do we have to live? You feel what I'm saying? Abe, do you get what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) how close do we have to live when it comes to being peace? Because sometimes you get to a point in relationship where you're like, okay, we've we've confronted this confrontation. And obviously, you don't want to change or I'm not changing. So how about we decide that this this is your block? This is my block. Like, we keep our distance. We'll see you at the wedding and the funeral and on Facebook, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, like, as far as us becoming close in order for that peace to... Because I truly believe, you know, like we, we were saying earlier, some confrontation leads to separation. Sometimes separation, that's it. That doesn't, you know, forgiveness doesn't always mean reconciliation. So how close do you have to be to keep the peace? Because I personally feel like, you know, after confrontation, sometimes in order for us to keep that peace, we have to have distance. You know, it's like some people who try to be roommates. As soon as the lease is up, you're like, I'm not doing that again because I like you, but not when we live together. Yeah, I know that uh, on a personal level. But I I think, man, as far as how close, just like you said earlier, um, close enough for the line of communication. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a firm believer in people shifting, like seasons shifting Mm -hmm. and um, people not being like this all the time exactly for the greater good like sometimes it's good for people to separate and I've seen it like people will move out mm-hmm. and then be better friends after they moved out yeah. from each other yeah you know and uh, I think like you said as long as you keep that um, line of communication open mm-hmm. then you're working at peace mm-hmm. I think as long as you I think it's a personal thing mm-hmm. I think it's a heart posture really like if this person were to call me and need something is my heart in a position that says, hey, I can, I, I will help you. And not like, be like, ah, oh. you know, just like mm-hmm. feeling bad about it or reluctant about it. Right. Um, All right I was going to stay quiet, but. Hey, <laughs> uh, talking, what up? <laughs> the other thing is, I feel like you have to have that, like, like you're saying, where you leave that line of communication open so that when, when the time comes, that those seasons change. And perhaps mm-hmm. there's a point where, at one point you're brought back together yeah you know you've had that confrontation you've had that time where you're like all right no we're going our separate ways but then sometimes god calls people back into your life mm-hmm. and and sometimes it's comfortable sometimes it's really not mm-hmm. yeah um but then there's those points where he draws you back together mm-hmm. for good. whatever he has for that time yeah. that's true mm-hmm. that's true and i've learned like just to let god be the one to do that like ain't nothing worse than when two people who really don't like each other try to like each other you know how you go to, like, your family reunion and your grandma want everybody to take a group picture because she don't know, like, all the beef y'all had in yeah. the group text message? And you just be like, okay, well, we're going to just do this for grandma, but, like, low-key, I can't stand this person. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like Abe's saying, is definitely let God do it. Mm-hmm. And don't be reluctant when he does. Like, you know. 
Yeah, man. I think as long as you have released people in your heart, mm-hmm. then um, you're good. Like releasing people in your heart does not mean that you are moving them in your house. You know, right. it just means like I was saying earlier, and like I like A was saying, if God wants to use you to bless this person or to help this person, you're all for it. You right. know, you're gonna help them like you would help the person down the street that you have no idea about. Exactly. You know? um, but I wanna I wanna go a little bit deeper here because some people even struggle with peace in confrontation Mm. like what about the person that can't in the moment what about the person that's caught off guard by confrontation because truth be told confrontation is one of those things that is not planned sometimes somebody just comes to you with an issue and you haven't been prayed up Mm -hmm. to see the other person, see where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. All you see is an attack, mm-hmm. you know? So what do you do when you just feel like you're being attacked when somebody's confronting you? That's hard. That's hard. And I personally don't have a set formula. I I mean, we'd like to say we're going to sit there and listen, but like half the time you're like, Who, wait, don't just roll up on me like that. Like, first of all, blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know? But also having been the person that has rolled up on someone mm-hmm. with confrontation, like, it's 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 really a, a one of those situations for me personally that you really don't have the answer until you're in it. Mm-hmm. We'd like to think the better version of ourselves and what we will do. Right. But, I mean, that's like somebody busting in here in the room, like, while we're recording and just, like, going off on me. I'll be like, yo, what? <laughs> I thought I locked the door. Like, <laughs> how did you get in here, first of all? It, it's, it's, it is off guard. Um, and I think that situation, you definitely have to heal after that Mm -hmm. like there there's some serious healing that has to take place and nine times out of ten if someone is caught off guard by confrontation there's a a heavy chance of more confrontation to come right like then it's gonna be on the other end right because now they're gonna go home and rehearse their lines like okay i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna say that Mm -hmm. like and and it's a never-ending cycle and i think that you know when you're caught off guard the better version of ourselves will be to still try and listen to where it's coming from and pray um but when somebody is so angry that they just explode, it's it's built up. Mm. It's built up. And if you're if you get quiet enough, you'll find out how a person really feels about you when they're angry. Mm-hmm. Like it's not when they're happy. You find out how a person truly feels about you about you when they're disappointed. Mm. And that's you know I don't know. That's very true, man. And I think um, I think it's good to talk about people who are confronting. Yeah. Um, because. I think before you confront, you should be prayed up. Mm-hmm. I think I think confrontation is necessary sometimes, but I do believe that it shouldn't come from an emotional place, mm-hmm. like the anger. I think that you should come confronting someone just to um, verbalize how you feel about something mm-hmm. and the facts of what is yeah, what needs I'm just to be discussed. To say that. Facts. You know, because I, I ultimately confrontation is supposed to lead to resolve. And mm-hmm. when somebody's caught off guard and it's it's an attack on the person, there is no resolve. Right. You know, because one right. of two things will happen. Like you said earlier, they'll go back to their drawing board and mm-hmm. come back for another attack. Mm-hmm. Or they'll cower in fear and then it's not even a true relationship anymore because they're just scared of you now. Mm-hmm. You know, and you think that the it's been solved, but no, they're just, they're just scared of you. Mm-hmm. And there's no peace there. Mm-hmm. It says work at living in peace with everyone. Mm-hmm. And then 15 um, goes to say, 
look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Somebody who's operating in fear is not seeing you through the lens of grace. Because, and I'll speak for myself, I've been in situations where I've been so upset about some dishes, man. Like, <laughs> at my house, um, it'd be like, I'd be trying to cook, mm-hmm. and then it'd, it'd just be piled up, man. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna let it slide. I'm gonna go to work. Five hours, man. It'll be clear so I can cook when I get off. I get off work, and they still... Mm-hmm. I turned up. Mm-hmm. I repented for it. I turned up. Mm-hmm. But the next couple of weeks, you know, that didn't happen. And it wasn't because my conf- my confrontation was just so grand. Mm-hmm. But now, they're, you know, it was out of fear. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, Austin's about to turn up mm-hmm. if, you know, he's trying to cook and there's stuff everywhere. Stuff everywhere. You know, yeah. and so I felt bad because... Every times I'd be in the kitchen, they didn't want to be in there with me, because mm-hmm. out of fear, mm-hmm. the issue was resolved. But now the relationship needs to be mended. Exactly. Now you don't see me through a lens of grace. You see me as somebody who's going to turn up if he doesn't get what he wants. Mm-hmm. So, and that's not. That's and it's not a fun place. it's not it's not good. It's not um, peaceful in any way. And I've learned that I'd much rather be on the side of not getting what I want mm-hmm. and someone else someone else being at peace. I'll. I'll forfeit my desires if it means peace for both of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, certainly. Certainly. And that's where I get the whole, like, you know, you definitely forfeit your desires, but even that you can only do for so long because that leads to confrontation as well because now you are resentful Mm -hmm. of that person because now you, whether you, like, we'd like to be super saved and say, I will just lay my life down to the point of, and and I personally don't believe that us laying our life down means that we have to be taken advantage of in relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's where people get that wrong. And that's where that confrontation comes from. Because like, we can say, and I get what you're saying, definitely, because mm-hmm. I will do the same, like forsake my desires for mm-hmm. the sake of keeping peace mm-hmm. for so long. Yes. That's why I say sometimes you get to a point where there has to be distance because like this relationship is not good because we don't respect one another's boundaries or we don't respect one another. Mm-hmm. So like, in order for us to keep that peace, there has to be distance. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with that. Because mm-hmm. the reason I say that is because I did that. Mm-hmm. There was the, the instance of me turning up yeah. and then it being negative and just looking at me through a lens of fear or whatever. But then try, in, in efforts to mend the relationship, yeah. I let go of my desires and overlook things for so long. And then it, that resentment came. Mm-hmm. Because then it became, okay, you just don't care. Right. Like, you don't listen. You know, you just care about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so now I, outside of the I can't even talk to you because I'm thinking about mm-hmm. the house or whatever the mm-hmm. issue is. And so it got to a point where, um, and I've, <laughs> I've talked to you all about, mm-hmm. you know, my situation with. Um, the individual. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys and my father were just like, you know, you always want to mend the relationship. You don't want the relationship to. Uh, you know, go south because of an issue and stuff like right. that. And, you know, I, I was trying to do that. And I went back mm-hmm. and the issue was still happening. So it got to the point where I was like, like you said, that distance. Right. Um, I love you. And because I love you, I'm going to have to remove myself. Because I love you. this There is no powerful place to be in a relationship when you love a person so much that you don't put yourself in a situation. And there is nothing more sad than when a person doesn't understand that. 
Mm-hmm. You ever have a person that be like, oh, let's do this together, and you're like, mm, no. Because I know you, and I definitely know me. <laughs> and for us to continue to be how we are, let's not ever put ourselves in that position. Mm-hmm. And that is truly wisdom. That's mm-hmm. that's a level of, honestly, self-awareness that you know, like, I know this about myself. Mm-hmm. I know this ticks me off. I'm not going to put myself in a position because it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, us sharing this moment or this thing together to risk a relationship is really not worth it. Yeah. So that's okay. And, and you know, that's, like I said, something that I learned early on in, like, ministry. I knew... People could be gifted. People could have um, all of the talent in the world. And I definitely, there are people that I respect that I wouldn't collaborate with mm-hmm. just because I know we have two different working styles. Mm-hmm. And th- there's confrontation ahead if we were to put ourselves in that position. So out of the name of love, let's not do that. Like, let's respect each other's lane enough to not participate. Yeah. That's so, yeah, good. that's that's very wise. Wow. Well, after you confront or before you confront confrontation you're going to need what some strategy mm-hmm. and this is where we get into our huddle so um Can did I you have something else yes yes, yeah. yes yes um real quick before because i think things i think you can have disagreements without conflict and yeah. I, I feel like I, I just need to say that you can as long as you're communicating there's always going to be disagreements on things um with that, if you are constantly communicating, there are ways that you can um, get past disagreements before it turns into conf- uh, confrontation. Mm-hmm. You know, confrontation, as you read, is like almost the final straw of someone being hurt out. Before, yeah. Uh, but I think just really paying attention to disagreements and working for that peace during the disagreement phase mm-hmm. will prevent a lot of confrontation from even happening mm-hmm. um, just verbalizing hey I don't really disagree okay why don't you disagree you know and that's a more peaceful a disagreement is more peaceful than confrontation True. because like somebody might be caught off guard and then you're trying to like understand someone while being attacked mm-hmm. which is kind of hard sometimes because you're getting hit while trying to like and they understand. attacking they coming for your face yeah, everything you're like wow your, heart, your dignity your joy thought you liked that shirt okay but um <laughs> But yes, like disagreements are going to happen. There's no mm-hmm. perfect relationship. There is, there's no perfect people. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're not always going to see eye to eye on everything. But in those disagreements, really work for peace and work for um, understanding each other and finding the middle ground um, so that you don't even have to get to confrontation. Um, that, is, that is my prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, because based on that definition, I don't want anybody to have to go through confrontation. No. It's going to happen sometimes, but like if we can commu- be such good communicators that we don't even have to get the, to the confrontation stage, mm-hmm. um, that's the goal. You know, that's working for peace. Mm-hmm. Based on that definition, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So. So maybe we can give them strategy on how to avoid confrontation. Okay. Yeah. So first, if you're already in confrontation. Um, Honestly, it's everybody's confrontation is different. Certainly, you should always be praying. Um, I'm going to be honest. Take your time. Mm-hmm. Like after a confrontation, take time to truly evaluate the relationship as a whole. Yeah. Not the thing that you're arguing about, but the relationship as a whole. Mm-hmm. And that will always bring you back. And sometimes, maybe it won't. Maybe you'll be like, actually, the whole thing sucked. Like, I never want to talk to this person again. Okay, cool. Keep the lines of communication open, though. Mm-hmm. End it with peace. But if we're going to give you some strategy, let's talk about how to avoid confrontation. Maybe you 
have an unspoken expectation for somebody. And I'm here to tell you that if you do not communicate that, you're headed toward confrontation. So in order to avoid confrontation, let's give them some strategy. Okay. I low-key wrote this down as we were talking. You got you got for me personally, this is just coming from me. Bet. Um if you're ever confused about something or frustrated about something, remember the log in your eye. Mm. Because we oftentimes see splinters in other people's eyes, but we have a log. Mm-hmm. And always start with our hearts. You know, David was good about saying, Lord, test my heart. Mm-hmm. Yes. Test my heart. So one thing that's been helping me is God. I feel this certain way about a certain situation or a certain person. What's wrong with my heart? Is mm-hmm. it me? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I not? Why am I not carrying out what the the word says is love? Why do I not, not feel like being patient right now? Right. Why do I not feel kind? Why mm-hmm. am I not long suffering right now? Like, why am I not doing all these things? Is it my heart? Mm-hmm. You know. And then I don't know what you have after that, but that's definitely the first step that I take. Okay, um, as far as avoiding confrontation. Mm-hmm. I would say be honest. If you are honest, you certainly can avoid some confrontation. Confrontation stems from at some point somebody lied, whether it was to somebody else or to themselves. You pretended that this certain thing worked for you or um, you you never expressed how you truly felt about a person. So be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, another third or the third thing that I would say before you start arguing, actually try to understand this person, like look to understand them. And I'm writing this down in my notes section as well look to understand because sometimes you got to write this stuff down and go back and before you get into confrontation i'd say look at the facts look at the facts of of why you're upset like he said earlier look for the log in your eye ask yourself that hard question do i have a right to be upset what are the facts here like are they truly a rude person or am i tripping you know look for that stuff and that's and i was with facts too the facts of your relationship Mm -hmm. what is the basis of your relationship because sometimes confirmation just reveals the foundation of relationship. It shakes the, the cage of whatever yeah. you call a relationship. So if the fact is that you guys are brothers for life or mm-hmm. this is the love of your life, then, hey, you should be able to work it out. Yeah, that's very true. All right. So um, that's the end of my strategy. Do you have any more? That's strategic it, sti- uh, tips. I can't talk today for some reason. That's why we're about to pray. But anyway, if you're listening to this, I, you know, I certainly hope that you can avoid the confrontation. I've been in confrontation with people. It's really not a pretty sight. Um, a lot of times it works out at the end, but then you have those unfortunate situations where you do part ways. Perhaps you're listening to this and you know that you're going to have to part ways with someone. Always do it in love. Always do it in peace. You never want to part ways with someone. And let's be honest, you don't want to be angry with someone and then get a call that they passed away and have to stand over the casket with the memories of the last harsh things you said to a person. You always want to end something in love. You always want to part with peace. You know, that's why I was joking earlier where I said, how close do we have to live? Because sometimes the best thing to do is to have that distance, but you certainly want to part with peace. Or maybe you're listening to this and you have not necessarily entered into confrontation, but if you know you have not been honest, I'm telling you, there's a high chance of you entering into confrontation with whether it's in ministry, whether it's in personal relationship, whether it's on your job with your colleagues, um, with your friends, with your neighbors. You certainly want to be honest. Consider these strategic steps and always, always be praying, praying for understanding, praying for your heart. If you go into the situation trying to understand the better person, the greater the outcome will be positively. So um, 
with that said, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this conversation. We thank you for the opportunity to um, use our gifts and our talents. God, we are covering those who are having to confront confrontation. For those who are in the middle of a disagreement, we know that everybody's locked down and in quarantine and now feelings are being said and or, or you know, internal thoughts that they've bottled up are now coming out. So we just ask that you give people the strength of and the power of your Holy Spirit to, if they have to, part with peace. And if they don't have to, help them to come to some reconciliation where you will get the glory out of the relationship. For those who are listening to this and they know they have an unspoken expectation of someone, give them the wisdom and the grace and the strength to be honest and to speak up on those things so that you might always be glorified in any relationship. Lord, no matter the outcome, help us to always walk in love and help us to always be an example to your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.